This podcast on 97.3 The Fan is presented by Hummel Casino. Fun above all else. Halfway through the show here on 97.3 The Fan, Matt Scraby leading you through the 4 o'clock hour. Tony's going to be back here with us uh, in about 20 minutes or so. We're going to update you on our Odyssey Fantasy Football League. Let me just tell you, I had maybe the worst week of fantasy football ever, and you'll get more details about that in uh, in a little bit. But now we are playing Chris versus the fans, or Dave Marcus versus the fans. So let me tell you what everybody's going to win. You will qualify for a chance to win a two-night stay at Westgate Las Vegas Resort and Casino and a private VIP pod at the Westgate Superbook with a $250 food and, be- dollar be- food and beverage credit. Experience high-action entertainment at the best race and sportsbook in Las Vegas. The best of Las Vegas race and sportsbook is the largest in the world. The Westgate Las Vegas Resort and Casino features newly designed premier rooms, part of their $70 million room renovations, home of legendary Vegas fun, must be 21+. plus. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Now, yesterday there was some controversy uh, in Chris vs. the fans. Um... And I asked a question for question number three that was way too complicated. I'm going to ask Dave Marcus about that in just a second. But first, let's get into the game. If you had one shot, one opportunity to take down the human almanac himself. Howdy do. Now is your time. Listen to me, this guy is dangerous. Now is your opportunity to win a prize. Well, I hope you know what you're in for. Chris versus the fans starts now on 97.3 The Fan. All right, let's bring him on. Dave Marcus is up at Dodger Stadium. Dave, how are you feeling today? I know we talked about it earlier. You called Tony this morning to complain about my questions. No, I didn't call him this morning. We were in a car to the ballpark discussing what happened yesterday. That's all. Oh, well, Tony painted that in a very different light and <laughs> made it seem <laughs> like you were worried way. about it all night long. <laughs> well, I was studying number two hitters of every franchise okay. in baseball history all night, so I'm ready for more number two hitter questions. You know, Dave, I, I, I simplified the questions a little bit. There's not going to be any number two hitter questions throughout the uh, entire history of baseball. I think you have a good shot today at, at answering some of these right. Uh, I think the contestants have a good shot as well. Let me give the rules before we get into the actual game. You have to make it through three questions. Each question will get more difficult. If you get the question right, you move on. If you get it wrong and Dave gets it right, you are eliminated. But if Dave gets it wrong, then you move on to the next question or you win. And uh, real quick, promo for tomorrow. Get to know Dave will be on the show. So look forward to that. But with that being said, let's go to our first contestant, Shane. Shane, are you there? I'm here. All right. Oh, I forgot to mention, if you're a first-time player, let us let me know before you get into the first question and you get it for free, okay? I'm a, I'm a first-time player, Scraby. He's a first-time player. All right, Shane, you are on to question number two. Carlos Rodon has played for three different teams. Which team did he play the longest for? Uh-huh. Uh, The Blue Jays The Blue Jays is incorrect (laughs) Now Dave Marcus, you have a chance here Do you, uh, Carlos Rodon has played for three different teams Which team did he play the longest for? I believe it would be the Chicago White Sox The Chicago White Sox is correct Nice job Dave, alright, I'm sorry Shane Eliminated you in the first question, but thank thank you for playing. Now we go to our next contestant. Let's go to Charles in San Diego. Charles, what's up? 
Good afternoon, Screevy. How you doing, buddy? I'm pretty good. How about you? I'm doing, other than Buffalo losing yesterday, I'm doing okay. Oh, yeah. That, that's a hard loss to get over, but you guys will be fine. Trust me. Uh, all right. Let's get into the first question, Charles. Which Padres player hit two home runs against the Dodgers yesterday? Oh, my gosh. The one game I don't watch. Just think. You know who it is. All right. I'm going to have to buzz you. Uh, Manny Machado. Uh, Okay. Did you look it up? No. Okay. All right. I'll, I'll take your word for it. You are correct. Manny Machado hit two home runs yesterday. So Dave Marcus not I'm involved. Trying, buddy. Okay. All right. I believe you. I just uh, get lots of DMs about people cheating all the time. So I'm trying to avoid those. Question number two. What pitcher was traded from the Mets to the Astros earlier this year? Like one of the pitchers I hate more than any pitcher in history, Verlander. Justin Verlander is correct. Uh, curious, why do you not like him if you can tell a radio-friendly version? Him and Scherzer have been beaten up on the Yankees forever because I'm a Yankee. <laughs> okay, that makes sense. It's sports-related. All right, I can get behind that. Charles, you are on your way to question number three. And if you get this right, you are going to be qualified for that trip to Las Vegas. If you get it wrong, and or if Dave gets it wrong, then you qualify as well. Here we go. Oh, I get so nervous asking these. Who is the oldest player in American League National League history with four or more hits in a game? And I will say this is a very common name. Who is the oldest player in American League National League history with four or more hits in a game? Would that just be Major League Baseball history? I guess. I don't know. This is how I'm scared about this question. I know all three teams Carlos Rodon plays for, so <laughs> I'll just go Carlos. You go Carlos <laughs> Rodon. Yes, he, he has many hits in his career. That's unfortunately incorrect. But <laughs> Dave Marcus, who is the oldest player in American League National League history with four or more hits in a game? It's a common name, you said? Very common name. I'll even, you know, I, I can't give you a hint because I didn't give Charles a hint, but it's it's someone that we talk about often. Who, uh, often, uh, I'll say Ted Williams. Ted Williams is incorrect. You are the winner, Charles. It's Pete Rose. He went five for five. At 45 years old, 119 days. How do you feel about that question, Dave? Well, I don't know if Rose is a common name exactly. Oh, he's like, a common I'm name. Like I'm thinking Jones, Smith, Johnson, those kind of common names. Oh, oh you're thinking recalling. of, like, popular <laughs> last names. You're not thinking yeah. of, like, popular baseball names. Right. That, oh, that's okay. what I was thinking. Like well, a, well, that's okay. That's okay. I'm glad he won. Hey, that's, that's yeah, so congratulations. Congratulations, Charles. Thank you very much, Dave. We are going to get to do this again tomorrow as well as get to know Dave. So thank you for your services. Appreciate having you on. All right. There we go. Charles, stay right there. I'm going to put you – I think Adam's going to put you on hold. That is Dave Marcus versus the fans for today. So some of the uh, 
some of what I can update you on right now. The Padres are going to be playing the Dodgers tonight, as we know. Michael Walker is going to be pitching for the Padres, as we know. I just checked for a lineup a little bit ago. I'm not sure if we have a lineup in. The first pitch is at 7-10. Adam is giving me the, oh, it just came in, maybe. Or the first pitch is at 7-10, or the lineup came in? The lineup came in. Let me see what's going on on my phone. I only have a different lineup, but uh, I'll wait one second. Basically, what the Padres are doing, Matt Snyder said it earlier. You're going to hear it on the show a little bit later. But the the Padres are just following one of the most insane and weird seasons that they have ever had, any baseball team has ever had. Their stats just don't say that they're as bad as they are, but they are bad. Um, and, and so they're going to have to – last night they did 11-7. to They came back after going down 7-2. to I was very happy to see that they were able to come back from a 7-2 to deficit, and I said this earlier. I think all of us were feeling the same way when we saw it go down to 7-2, to like, oh, well, this game's over. Let's just pack it in, and, and uh, we could just turn it off and go on our merry way. But that wasn't the case. The Padres are still back. Battling, they're still fine. That's good. I, you know, I know that people are saying that the win last night didn't really matter, and it doesn't really matter in the end because they're not going to make the playoffs. But I don't want the Padres to pack it up because it's embarrassing for for San Diego to be a Padres fan and just know your team is not trying anymore. And the Padres are showing why they're they are trying, and uh, that is why they won eleven to seven last night. Lance Lynn is going to be pitching for the Dodgers, and Lance Lynn hasn't had the greatest. Uh, he didn't. He hasn't had the greatest stretch of games, so he's definitely a gettable pitcher. Waka, we all know, has been pretty good this year, but in the last seven games for Lance Lynn, he has a he has a four and two record, so that's good. But he has a four point nine five ERA and a WHIP of one point three. His last two games he hasn't made it out of the fourth inning so he's struggled and he gave up eight earned runs against the marlins on september 6th he gave up seven earned runs against the braves on august 31st so he's he's giving up runs and this lineup can uh this lineup can attack lance lynn tonight and here it is jerks and profar leading off first base for the san diego padres oh and then you've got fernando tatis jr batting second, playing right field. Juan Soto in left field, batting third. Manny Machado DHing again tonight, batting fourth. We talked about him and his elbow. I'm going to ask about the elbow again with uh, Tony in the big five at around 440 or so. Uh, Xander Bogarts in the usual five spot, playing shortstop. Trent Grisham moves all the way up from the number nine spot to the sixth spot, playing center field. Matthew Batten is playing second base, batting seventh. Brett Sullivan is catching for the Padres tonight, batting eighth. And then Eggy Rosario is playing third for the Padres, batting ninth. But Grisham, big old jump up to number six in the order. But I got to say, like, uh, I, I got to say this lineup is is not what I would expect, but you have all of the four Big players in it. You have Tatis, you have Soto, you have Machado, you have Bogarts. And I, I, I will give the guys credit for that because this season has been awful, but they're still out there playing and they're still, you know, putting San Diego on their back and trying to represent San Diego as well as they can represent while they're not playing as well as they have played or this, this season or they were expected to play this season. It's just one of the I've been trying so hard to figure out how to explain to someone 
what it what this season was about because when you look at the standings and that's usually what I get questions from my friends that live elsewhere it's like why are the Padres so bad and I'm like well how long do you have because there there are many things that we could talk about and you can't really point to one thing but the one thing that I, I think it has hurt them the most this year would be their big four just not hitting. Fernando, 257. Juan Soto, 260. Manny, 252. Bogarts, 273. Now, those numbers are even a little bit more up from what they were maybe a month ago, especially for Xander Bogarts. But those guys are going to have to... I don't believe the Padres are going to break up the crew at all. Um, They could. I, I definitely don't know their plans, but I don't feel like they will. And those guys are going to have to perform right out the gate next year because it's going to make a lot of people nervous if there's another slow start to the season. I also think I've been thinking a lot about this as well. I think there needed to be more urgency earlier in the year. And I know that we said at the time that we don't need as much urgency. But I remember some of those games and us coming in here the next day and talking about how it didn't seem like there was much uh, of uh you know there wasn't uh, decisions being made to win that game there were decisions being made to pace the entire season and now you look back and some of those games are really important and so if the padres are going to make the playoffs next year and live up to what they are supposed to live up to they're going to have to bob melvin's going to have to have a little bit more urgency in his managing style. And if there's any if there's any criticism I I would say for Bob Melvin this year, it would be about the lack of of urgency for the team because uh, as I said, it didn't seem like some parts earlier in the year they kind of um it, it was more like they they went back to all right, it's a long season, we're going to be fine. This happens in baseball. But at, Early in the year, they kept saying it's going to be fine. We kept saying it was going to be fine. It ended up not being fine. So next year, it's going to have to be a little bit different, I think. Come out, first game, manage like you need to win it because the Padres need to have a good start to next year. All right, Matt Scraby here, Gwen and Chris. Chris on assignment. Tony Gwynn Jr. is coming back to join me in just a second. We are going to be talking about our Odyssey Fantasy Football League and how bad I was this week. And then, uh, yeah, Tony will join us. We'll also have the Big Five after that. So stick around on 97.3 The Fan. First is your traffic report. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. You know, at one point, Tony, I really, really, really wanted to be like a heavy metal singer and just like... I can, I can 100% see that. <laughs> it was... It wasn't... I was never into music or good at music or good at singing or anything like that, but I think it would be so cool to just go on stage and just rock out, man. Let's go! All right, I'm done with that. Matt Scraby, Tony Gwynn Jr. here, Gwynn and Chris, 97.3 The Fan. Uh, Chris Ello is on assignment, as Tony says. He will be back in a couple weeks. But he's going to have to miss out on this first uh, fantasy football review that we're going to be doing here. Uh, our fantasy football for Odyssey, It's the league is up and running. We had our first week, obviously. Um, not a good showing for me. Uh, not a good showing for you, Tony. And nope. Chris, uh, 
he had a better showing than all of us. I would have taken Chris's week over my week any day. So did Chris win? Chris did win. Let's start with Chris. He uh, or no, I'm sorry, he did not win. He lost, but he had a better week than us. Thomas, odd Thomas. Scored 120 points to beat Chris, 120 to 107. Now, Thomas had uh, guys like Christian McCaffrey and Calvin Ridley, so that's hard to go against. Chris's highest point scorer was Stephon Diggs, and the Atlanta defense got him 15.5 points. So it's a solid week for Chris, but the whole J.K. Dobbins missing the rest of the season, I know, is going to make him a little bit angry. I wish I could tell him right now that J.K. Dobbins is out. Yeah, it was a rough week for me. No, no. I mean, literally nobody did anything uh, on my team. Aaron <laughs> Rodgers got hurt four plays into the game. Yeah, um, yeah. My best, my best offensive. Uh, Your best scorer? person was the Jets defense. I'm looking that's how, at that's that right the, now. <laughs> the, that's the kind of that's the kind of week it was for me. Uh, of course, uh, I didn't start. You know uh, Richardson for the Colts, and he had a decent day at twenty points. Uh, but I mean, yeah, you're was, never going to start Richardson right, over exactly. Rodgers. Yeah, exactly. Eighty-five points. Uh, there was a time. There was a second there that I thought Scraby might not be the low man. <laughs> I think I thought I was headed for, especially after Rodgers got hurt. Yeah, but, but you got you got beat by a team that outperformed. It was like the second highest team of the week. Uh, it was Will, the the yeah. old guy who worked on our show. He had Austin Eckler and Chris Olave. But I got to look back, Tony, and see what the lowest score in our fantasy football league is of all time because I'm pretty sure I just set the mark and I scored 68.86 points. My <laughs> leading scorer is my kicker. Yeah. It was, it was a rough week. It was a rough week. For for sure, yeah. For coach sure. Coach scored eighty point nine points. I could have easily beat him with your score. You win uh, with anybody else's score. You I, I win, but this was brutal. I mean, Jamar Chase didn't do anything. Chris Godwin, I can't start anymore. I had Brees Hall on the bench. Just Lamar Jackson did nothing. Just ridiculous. I made a dumb move at the end of or at the beginning of the day, and I replaced the. Uh, my defense, or the Patriots' defense, with the this Bears' week, defense. This week, this week highly made me feel. Um, it made me feel like maybe I shouldn't play fantasy football. <laughs> I one hundred percent agree with you. I, that's how bad this week was. It was like you know I don't know I don't know why I do this to myself every year. I get to these <laughs> stupid leagues because it wasn't. It was two. It was it was basically two leagues of bad weeks because I had the same pick in both leagues. And so I drafted some of the same players, and so as you can imagine, um, it didn't go well. So no. hopefully, hopefully next week's better. Because if it's bad again, I you know I might I might like pack it in. So you went zero and two this week. Yes, I went one and three. I know I'm in four leagues, but I went one and three. It's pretty brutal. Why are you in four leagues? I don't know, Tony. I'm telling you right now, I don't even know. But uh, in my friends' league, we have one guy who always texts us to start the year. Let the self-inflicted torture begin, because that's exactly what it is. He ain't lying. He's not lying at all. Now, our Survivor League, we had a ton of people. Not a ton of people, but we had a lot go out. We had, like, at least um, 20 go out, but a lot of others are still alive. Tony, who did you pick with your Survivor pick? I took the Commanders, baby. You took the Commanders. That was one I was watching very close because a lot of people, I think the majority of people in our Survivor pool picked the Commanders. Took the Commanders. Yeah, we had, um, we had uh, great oh, minds think alike. What can I say? 
we had a lot of Minnesotas that got eliminated. We had some KCs that got eliminated. We had some yeah, Bengals. Hang with them. Uh, hang with them. Seattle as well. So there are still like over 80 players of, uh, still in it with the Survivor Week, but I got a lot of DMs about how they're out already and they want back in. I'm like, that's, that's not the game, man. Sorry. That's not how it works, Sorry. man. That's not how not it works how at it all. Works. It's not how it yeah. works. So make sure your picks are in for week two. And oh, make I sure. Do that. Yeah, week two is actually you, a little difficult. Did you send that to me in an email or a text? Do you remember? Uh, probably a text. I don't email yeah. you often. But if we're going to talk about week two real quick and see what for Survivor, just to help people no, out, no. out there. Wait, what? What? I'm just, what? no, I'm not going to say, I'm not going to give my pick. I'm just going to say that the games for week two are tough to pick <laughs> a Survivor. Like, you got. Um, Thanks, NFL.com. We're on week two, not week preseason week one, dude. You got you got tough games. I mean, the Chiefs and the Jags, I, I don't know if I'm going to pick either of those teams. I can't pick the Jags anymore. You have the Vikings and the Eagles on Thursday night. You have uh, Packers, Falcons, Raiders, Bills. Josh Allen just looks like he had a stick of butter in his hands last night, just throwing the ball everywhere. You know, the Raiders can easily beat the Bills in, in Buffalo. The Colts and the Texans battle of the bad right there. Yeah, you know you're on your own in this because I'm competing <laughs> I'm against everybody out there. So I, I don't I don't necessarily feel like giving up uh, how I feel about all of these different things. Is there some tough games to pick from? Sure, we all are picking from those same tough games. So good luck, everybody. Good luck, good luck. everybody. Yeah. Also, good luck to the people last night in the Wisconsin bar. I don't know if you saw this, Tony, but the oh, they got free drinks. No, they didn't, because wow. the the stipulation was you can come in, you can get your tab. If the Jets lose, you you get free. Oh, that's drinks. right. Jets lose. They, and they and there was that's a right. live news crew there as the guy was returning the punt, and just everybody realizing that their bills they're going to have to pay now is just pure gold. It's on Twitter. It's so good. <laughs> it's so good. It's <laughs> great. It is great. That's great. It is great. But uh, don't celebrate injuries. That's what happens. Don't celebrate injuries. All right. That's it for this segment. We are going to head to the Big Five. Tony is going to be staying with us. We're going to talk about Manny Machado and his tennis elbow and whether or not he needs to get surgery. So that will be what we do when we get back on 97.3 The Fan. Hey, it's Matt Scraby welcoming you back into the Odyssey Palace on 97.3. Gwen and Chris, we are about to do the Big Five in just a second, but I have a couple things to update you on, or at least one big thing to update you on. The Padres, uh, again, I'm filling in for Chris Ello and Tony Good Jr. He'll be back in just a second, but Chris is on assignment, and he'll be back in a couple of weeks. I'm Matt Scraby, but the uh, update is that the Padres have actually placed... Rich Hill on waivers. So it's not like they're DFAing him or anything like that. But if another team claims him, he, they're going to have to pay the remaining $817,000 on his $8 million salary from this year. And if he goes unclaimed, he can still remain with the Padres. They don't really have to outright him to a minor league affiliate. But this is, um, you know, I, I'm not sure if any team's going to actually go and and pick him up right now he hasn't looked good in the last couple starts or ever since he became a padre and eight hundred and seventeen thousand dollars that's remaining on his contract is not 
anything to sneeze at if you're a team. Uh, the only thing that would be, I guess, good for Hill if he was picked up on waivers, if a team did pick him up on waivers, he would actually – that. Uh, he is now with his 13th team in Major League Baseball. Edwin Jackson is the record holder with 14 teams played for in Major League Baseball. So if another team claims him and he ends up suiting up for another team this year, he will tie Edwin Jack- Jackson's record of 14 different teams. And if he pitches next year, then he will end up breaking the record for most teams, which uh, would be 15. So he he would have played for half of baseball teams uh, in the league. That is that is insane. I mean, I don't know that anyone really wants to play for that many teams, but Rich Hill has been doing it forever. He is 44 this season, and I don't know that he's going to make it to 15 teams. I'm not sure. I can't say that for sure, but he's not been good since he came to the Padres. It's just not... It, it, in seven appearances, he's logged a 9.27 ERA. Uh, he's given up 23 runs in 22 and a third innings. So it's never good when you're giving up more runs than innings pitched. And we've said this before, but he was he was serviceable with the Pittsburgh Pirates. That's why the Padres traded for him is because he was someone that you could count on to give you maybe five innings, six innings, and only give up three or four runs. When he was with the Pirates this year in 119 innings, he had a 4.76 ERA. So I think that's much, much, much different player than what the Padres got. Also, I mean, G-Man Choi came over in that trade as well, but he ended up uh, injuring his foot. I believe it was a Liz Frank injury, so he's not going to be coming back. But uh, So that trade, unfortunately, does not work for the Padres, and Rich Hill has been placed on waivers. Um, so they're going to... Try to get his uh, contract off the books. I'm just not sure that that is ever going to happen. We are going to get to the Big Five here in just a second. But if you are looking forward to the 5 p.m. hour, you uh, will hear from Sammy Levitt. You will hear he's going to be joining us from Dodger Stadium. You're going to hear from Matt Snyder of CBS Sports. And Matt Snyder has been pretty... I guess he's been pretty positive about the Padres this season. And he knows his Padres because every time he comes on the show, he he's definitely someone who's talking about, you know, stuff that he's studied. And I don't even know if Matt Matt Snyder has any more left to say about the Padres. Um although he did try to get my hopes up. He did. He started the entire conversation saying that if they win 17 games in a row, that'll get them to 85 wins and they could sneak into the playoffs. And I told him that he can't do that because I am too emotional and I will start believing it and I will start getting excited. But even I know that the Padres season is going to end up in a missed playoff berth and it's going to be a season that people talk about for a very long time. We're going to talk about it over the offseason. We're about to talk about Manny Machado's elbow. He's got a big tennis elbow problem. So when Tony sits down, we're going to get started with the Big Five. And I want to ask him about the surgery because we played the audio a little bit earlier in the show. Uh, and you're going to hear some of it here in just a second. But Manny Machado's elbow may require surgery to get it back to feeling great. And in the audio that we played, he wasn't so sure that he wanted surgery. Uh, I think there needs to be some more tests and some more things that need to happen before they determine whether or not he's going to have surgery. 
But surgery is a good and a bad thing. I mean, no one ever wants surgery, but at the same time, if it's going to fix something that you are dealing with, then it might be worth it to have surgery. Um, Fernando Tatis Jr. had surgery on his shoulder last year, and it fixed that. He has That hasn't been an issue all season long, so... We are going to get started here in just a second, and uh, but first I need to uh, the email. I'm actually going to do that a little bit later, but uh, we're gonna. Tony is sitting down right now, and the traffic is in, so we're gonna get started with the traffic, and then you'll hear the big five. It's that time of the show when we check on the latest in sports. Only the most important topics and questions are brought to light. Stop what you're doing and listen. These news stories will astound and amaze you. The one, the only. Oh my God, who the hell cares? The Big Five starts now on 97.3 The Fan. Well, last night it was nice, as we talked about, to see Manny Machado hit two home runs. And uh, we know that his elbow has been hurting, so... Number five. He, uh, it was nice to see mainly because that means his elbow isn't hurting too bad when he's in the game hitting two home runs. But it's uh, the news of his tennis elbow issue has become front and center, and he talked about it last night. And he was asked about uh, whether or not he was open to getting surgery and whether or not that would happen after the season. And here is what he said. Yeah, probably it's, it's a consideration. Yeah, we're um, you know we're, we're we're looking at all avenues and seeing what we can do. Uh, you know, to try to get this get this fixed and get it better. Get this fixed and get it better is what everybody wants to see from Manny. So, Tony, I'm going to ask you, and I can't ask you if you should get the surgery because I know you're not a doctor, but would, if it helps, would you get the surgery? Yeah, I think I would if if, if I thought it helped. I mean, that's not knowing what the type of rehab it is and yeah, you know what that consists of. Uh, I mean, there are just other factors that, that play into it. So, I mean... If it were me, um, I probably would get the surgery. Um, and not only that, again, I don't even know if that's what what that actually means, right? I mean, what if it means you're gonna have to miss twelve months? Yeah, that means you miss pretty much all of next season. Yeah, um, is it something that you could, you know, pain tolerance? Clearly. For Manny, in Manny's case, it's enough to not have him play in third base. And, you know, he's one of the best third basemen in, in the league. And so, um, yeah, that mere fact is going to um, obviously raise some eyebrows. And so, uh, I, Manny will deal with it how he sees fit come, come season end, and uh, we'll, we'll go from there. Yeah, I um, am dealing with a shoulder injury, as everybody knows. But I, I like, I don't want to get surgery because I know that it just stinks to get surgery. And even though I know it may make it feel better that I get, if I get surgery, I'm still kind of against it. So I'm stuck in the middle of this. But if I was a third baseman for the Padres, I would probably get the surgery just. Because it would help me. I mean, look at what happened to Fernando. He got the surgery on his shoulder in the last offseason. Hasn't been an issue all season long. So I think that kind of answers a question as well. But I know that surgery and players and whether or not it's actually needed is a sensitive subject. Yeah, I mean, listen, you can't make anybody have surgery. And, again, when you're the one being cut on, it's it's a different story than being able to 
talk about somebody else getting cut on. Yeah, it is. Number four. Well, a guy who maybe he won't get surgery. Maybe he'll just go out and do ayahuasca in the forest for the next eight Mm. months. But I know Tony's still reeling after his fantasy football quarterback, Aaron Rodgers, tore his Achilles just four snaps into the season last night. It was, um, we talked about it earlier, but Zach Wilson came into the game. It just didn't seem like the Jets were going to trust him much, though. They handed off the ball a lot. They gave Josh Allen a full, like, minute 50 left on the clock in the last two minutes to try to go down and win the game. But they ended up winning on the walk-off punt. Now, the talk is, what do you do with the quarterback situation? Do you keep Zach Wilson? Do you try and bring someone else in? I've seen names like Carson Wentz or Jameis Winston or Jacoby Brissett. So, I'm at first. What would you do if you were the Jets? I am going to go and try to get as much as I can out of Zach Wilson because he was my number two overall pick. I personally, I know that people don't believe me. I personally believe that he is. He has the tools to be a good quarterback. I just don't know he could read the defenses. They were talking about last night during the broadcast, and it was Aaron Rodgers knows where to go with the ball in his sleep, and Zach Wilson has no idea where to go with the ball. So I'm going to give him a go, but I'm not going to bring in guys like Carson Wentz um, or trade anybody just yet or Matt Ryan, people like that. I think that I go with Zach Wilson. What do you think, Tony? If you're the Jets, what would you do? Yeah, no, I I feel the same way. I think – I think, you know, getting a chance to be around Aaron Rodgers just in this time that he's been around him, I, I'm betting you he, he's he's already uh, a little bit different quarterback as it is. And so um, we'll see. I, I think, listen, you got to eventually find out, you know, what you got, you know. And uh, unfortunately and really sadly, he's going to be put back into the – pushed back into the, the – uh, and not, not sadly because it's him, sadly because, man, Aaron Rodgers, you know, you don't care how you feel about him. That's that's not that's not cool to see. Like, that was a bummer. Four four plays into it, like come on, that's just uh, that's a tough one. Even get like, and this ain't even about anything. my fantasy. This ain't even about no, my I fantasy know. quarterback. It's just like that sucks. As a football that, fan, that, that's that terrible. really sucks. Yeah, no, no doubt about it. Uh, but yeah, I, I just think that. Um, uh, I, I think you got to, Zach Wilson, you know, got to do what you got to do. And I think that's the kind of game plan you, you need to have. You got two healthy backs right now. You, you may have to lean on them a little bit more than you anticipated uh, until, you know, he has to make some throws. We'll, we'll, we'll see. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Garrett Wilson, though, made an incredible catch. And, uh, oh. Yes, he you did. have Garrett Wilson in fantasy, so I do indeed. It affects everything, Tony. If we're talking fantasy football, it affects everything about it. Yeah, yeah. Number three, the Spanish soccer star who scored the winning goal in the Women's World Cup final, Olga Carmona, said it made her angry that Luis Rubiales's unwanted kiss on teammate Jennifer Hermoso overshadowed the team's victory yesterday. European soccer governing body UEFA. Uh, is it UEFA? I don't want Dave Marcus to come on here and be like it's it's actually UFA. He's not there yeah, right now. I think it's UEFA, and he um, is not in here. So you're, you're yeah, good for I'm right good. Now. I'm good. But UEFA released a statement acknowledging Rubiales' resignation and the public discourse surrounding him and his recent actions. It also thanked him for his many years of service to European football. And ironically, UEFA's statement was released hours after the governing body hosted a group of women in a conference designed to create, quote, an institutional yet independent voice of experience and expertise 
end quote, on subjects including player welfare. I don't know why they would release this statement and thanking this guy. It sounds like this guy's not a good dude. But, Tony, you're up first. Do they need to clean house in this whole Spanish soccer system over there? Start over. I, I mean, I, I don't know if they need to clean house. I know that they are completely tone deaf and don't, um, are, are, I don't know, seem either are stubbornly uh, set in how they view uh, things or they are woefully, um, man, what is the word I'm looking for? Mm, Oblivious to what's going on in front of them. I mean, it's one of the two. Uh, And so, yeah, I mean, this is, um, it's not a, it's not, it's, it's just, not not cool. <laughs> it's, not cool. <laughs> it's not. It's probably not the not the thing you you should be doing for sure. No, and I don't necessarily think that people are going to remember the kiss. I mean, maybe for them it will be like that because I know that they are directly involved in it. But for uh, as people like me, I'm going to remember that they won the World Cup for the first time and it was historic. I don't know that I'm going to remember yeah, no, the kiss. I, I don't disagree. I, I disagree with that. I think going to think the last women's World Cup, you, you're probably going to remember it because of this incident you're going to remember it more and you know that's the sad part right is it did take away from spain actually winning the entire yeah you know as soon as you said that i immediately had a reaction of me four years from now when you guys are like hey the women's world cup is coming up i'm like dude didn't some dude from spain like kiss that girl (laughs) <laughs> that's totally... that's a, that's exactly something like sounds uh, like something you would say for sure. Yeah. Uh, do they need to clean house? I, I like you said. I don't know if they need to clean house, but they need to figure it out. I mean, just being just so tone deaf to everything that's happening. Also, this is a different country. It's a different part of the world. They have different thoughts. Um, but what I'm getting from people who are posting from Spain and from Europe is that this is not okay. So come on, Spain, get it together. The soccer people. Number two. We're going to go back to the Aaron Rodgers injury, but in a different direction. After the injury last night, former Rodgers teammate X'd out, or David Bakhtiari X'd out. Congrats, NFL. How many more players have to get hurt on artificial turf? You care more about soccer players than us. You plan to remove all artificial turf for the World Cup coming up, so clearly it's feasible. I'm sick of this. Uh-huh. Do better. Uh, so I'm up first. What will it take to get turf replaced throughout the NFL? I think this incident right here might be the one that is going to get it replaced. But in reality, like a big lawsuit or something is what's going to actually get it replaced. But if they can remove the artificial turf and put grass in for the World Cup, you are telling your players that you do not care about them. <laughs> you care about you do not care about them is all that you're telling them. So. Uh, I I hope that they figure it out. I mean, the Jets and the Giants stadium is known for more injuries on their turf than any other stadium. What do you think, Tony? What will it take to get turf replaced? I don't know that it's going to take. I don't know what it'll take because I don't think they're going to put it in uh, to to take it out. You mean to take the yeah, turf put out? grass back in? Yeah, or no, something? I don't think they. I don't think they will. I mean, really? I, it would take. It would probably take. Every single quarterback doing something like this on artificial curve before they would like start to ponder it, because in their mind, it, it's it's always about the bottom dollar. Of course. And although although this is not good for the Jets' business, I'm sure, right? Um, having to consistently 
work with the climate and on natural surfaces probably and i don't know i've never done the calculation but i would assume ends up costing them more money than just having this turf that they don't have to do anything to and you know outside of the initial price tag for it pays for itself eventually now i've never played on it before but you have in baseball does it feel different i mean what's the deal yeah, with it definitely feels different this it's, it, i mean as good as the technology is it's still not as soft as grass right yeah. and um i mean you see it you see a lot of injuries a lot of them come on um that uh, are artificial surfaces so i don't think there's hmm. a lot of argument there yeah it, I, it just yeah. becomes about what what they're willing to do in terms of the bottom the bottom line the NFLPA is very against this, too. I wonder. Well, they just signed this new collective bargaining agreement, so I don't think they can make anything really happen, I guess, until that expires and they have I don't a new know. one. I don't know that that's a collective bargain piece at this point. Or, or you know, if they were even the owners would even consider it. Probably not, because it loses them money. We've already established that. Number one. Uh, all right, so number one, I saw this earlier today, and USC's Caleb Williams is still the favorite to win the Heisman at plus 400. But sneaking up the charts, Tony, can you guess who is rocketing up the charts on the Heisman list right now? Uh, I would say Shador Sanders. <laughs> you are absolutely right. He is 18-1 to 1 now to win the Heisman, and he now has more than 50% of the total bets and money wagered on the Heisman Trophy at the DraftKings Sportsbook. So people are into Shador Sanders. Uh, would you bet on Shador Sanders today to win the Heisman? Uh, yeah, it's still a good bet, 18-1. to 1. Yeah, 18-1. Uh, it's still a good bet, I would say. Uh, listen, to this point, and it's early, this is, this is likely to change uh, in terms of, you know, who we're talking about, who we're not talking about. But through two games, he certainly deserves all of the hype that he has uh, been getting so far. And so, uh, yeah, I would put a bet on him right now at eighteen to one because my guess is it's only gonna that those odds are gonna become less and less. Yeah, as worse you get, for the for the better for the buyer. Yeah, for the better. So just uh, now might be the time. Yeah, now might be the time. Eighteen to one sounds pretty good. And if I'm gonna, <laughs> you know, there's something about that that Deion Sanders bloodline that is just win. It's just a winner. So I can totally see this coming out of nowhere and happening. But I would make a bet too. I would make. I I don't know why I've come around so quickly on this team, but they're fun to watch. I love Dion. I can't. No, I you can't don't. deny. It. I do love Dion. You don't. You don't love Coach Prime. I don't love Coach Prime kicking people out of the school but i oh, do <laughs> but i do love coach prime and just uh, the kind of motivation techniques that he uses anyway huh. Huh, you say huh. <laughs> all right that's it for the big five we are going to talk to sam levitt in the final hour we're also going to hear from matt snyder talk about baseball with matt snyder of cbs sports so we'll do that when we get back on 97.3 the fan Odyssey is giving you a 
chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Hey. 